on Thursday night, Dr. Oh, Angel. We are in live and in the studio for our Go Yard. Live and in the studio, which we always want to be. That's always our goal. Uh, last week, I was coughing and, uh, you know, sneezing, and we could not come in here. Uh, so, uh, but we're doing great now. We're black, back and really raring to go and excited about this show tonight. Yes, we are. And if you are new to Go Yard, this is a life coaching um counseling show that's a life coaching slash counseling show absolutely i think nan calls it free counseling yes she does so and it's based on topics all kinds of them we're in our almost done with our seventh year oh my gosh oh right still remember the day of village in that i I, I, that i pitched the whole idea to you and you said no i can't do that and look at you now it's almost seven years and you're getting all comfortable finally right i finally yeah a little bit comfortable this is dr angel falzone phd licensed mental health counselor the counselor that has space in the front of our church building and uh we're doing that building together and that's really good with our church and your business and God has blessed you pr- profusely in the yes, last two years, it has. right? Like built it's grown from like crazy, the built from up nothing, right? From nothing to like multiple therapists, right? And full schedules, and we have all kinds of stuff going on in that building from groups to families to virtual reality to psych testing to therapy like we are doing it all and my son used it uh, last night and a couple nights ago to teach a law class from there for because it's his uh, texas state job teaching business law and so all kinds of stuff go on in that building we sure do we sure do we even party in that building we do yeah (laughs) and uh, so you need to come and get acquainted sunday morning would be a good time Uh, 10 a.m is our service we don't ever talk about that on go yard but it is uh, 2058 Weaver Park Drive, and they can look up your business by going to drangelsdevelopment.com. Sure can. Yeah, how about that? I got it right. You sure did. And they can call in and set an appointment at 727-501-6557. There you go. She knows her phone number. So that's good. No, we are just blessed. God has blessed us so much in these a uh, few years doing this show, and also in the last two and a half years, um, remodeling and, and moving into a new facility, and we're excited about what God is doing. So let's talk about our new topic tonight, because we have all kinds of topics. Some of them are on our website, mm-hmm. which is uh, goyard2014.org. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are right here on tantalknetwork.com by going to open the podcast and go to Go Yard, and yes. there's a bunch of them there. And uh, we just encourage people, and we're we're gonna do we're gonna put some of them on our YouTube channel. We're gonna we're working on that, getting that done. So, but right here, t- 
Tommy's in there, and he is recording right now on YouTube. So uh, you can, we're on Facebook Live, but you can go to YouTube, open it up, and go to Tantalk Radio slash live and, and grab us right there, too. Yes, can. Okay, so there's all those ways. Let's talk about our topic. So the title to tonight's show is When to Let Go. When to Let Go. Yes. Um, and really, it was spawned by, and I'm going to read it, because it was spawned by something I had read on social media and have been really hearing this theme and and the counseling room a lot or just with people in my life so um, you can forgive someone and yet not want anything to do with them Hmm. and so you know when to let go and forgiveness i think really they go hand in hand they do and i think there is still no matter how many times we talk about it there's so much misunderstanding in the area of forgiveness there is and i think one of the misconceptions is people think if i forgive that means it's okay with what they did to me absolutely that's what people think so i want to read from um what you're just loaded a, here with I, quotes I tonight it's huh? not a quote but this is how um forgiveness is kind of defined in the psychology world so oh, this is kind of like that in a clinical document it says psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious okay deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. That's exactly right. So a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feelings of what? Uh, to release feelings of resentment Ah. or vengeance. Of resentment? I would add anger to that. Vengeance or anger, okay. To a person or group who has harmed you. To the person or group who has harmed you. Whether or not they deserve your forgiveness. Okay. Um, Who has harmed you. Okay, so do you at all in your practice now that's been going on two plus years, um, do you find that people have a hard time forgiving and letting go of things oh my goodness yes um a people have a hard time forgiving when somebody asks says i'm sorry or asks for forgiveness a lot of times they're like okay i forgive you or i accept your apology and then i keep hearing oh well in 2005 you did blah blah blah. like they bring it comes back and hashed up especially like and families and marriage kind of thing they keep bringing it back we didn't forgive it we didn't let that go right but when someone hasn't recognized their wrong I have a very hard time with people understanding the concept of forgiveness at that point okay so do you think that a person has to understand their part of the situation in order to truly forgive the other person who harmed them or wronged them well, I mean, it's very helpful to I would, understand I our would be part. helpful, Absolutely. right? Like, but don't you think a lot of people don't? That's my point, what I'm trying to get to. Absolutely, you're right. A, a lot of people do not recognize what I contributed, if I contributed, what sure. I contributed. And sometimes what we're contributing is by an act of passiveness or not uh, setting a boundary or you know doing something earlier. Um, I know we use this quote all the time on this show, Maya Angelou, but when people show you who they are, right. believe, believe them. them. Right. The first you know, time. Yes, the first time. And so often, you know, we see somebody and they have this ugly behavior and we're growing a friendship, a relationship, whatever, and we just kind of disregard it. And then, you know, we get hurt and our feelings are hurt and we're, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, when we have things go down, like there are things, a lot of times, not all the times, there are certain things 
that we but we do have some responsibility we do i think in 2018 or 2019 and these shows would be on our website and tan talk network we did a four or five part mm-hmm. series called red flag blindness yes we did and and i we need to resurrect that whole thing because it goes right along here with this topic don't you think i agree because so many times people are showing us who they are there the red flags are there and we are like eh, it's okay because i love her you know whatever right we dismiss it we think we can change them we think it'll yes. just go away we whatever is what's happening but you're right and we ignore it you know oft so often when i'm working with people who've been hurt by other people which happens a lot in counseling yes um we go well what what's in hindsight what can we take knowing what you know now what could you have done differently to not mm-hmm. have that situation be what it is? And it's not meant to bring guilt or shame or to make someone feel... Just to get a but di- it's, different perspective, perhaps? It's a different perspective. It's a critical way to look at a right. situation yeah. so that I don't continue to walk into another one that looks just like just that. Like that. Right? But they, people do, though. They do. I want to bring that up, but go ahead. Go ahead. No, they do. And Finish so that. that hindsight, so we go back and look, what flags were there? Can you mm-hmm. remember what they were? And, you know, and how, you know, we just kind of go back and reprocess some of that. Are people, uh, do they find it difficult to remember those flags, those red flags? You know, that's such a good question. And honestly, no, they know what they were. They that, know. They're very conscious and aware of, oh, well, the first time I met them, they were mean to me. And I'm like, oh, okay. So now you know if you meet someone the first time and they're mean to you, right. maybe this is not a person we want to continue pursuing a relationship with or whatever it is. But there are flags that they can okay, identify. Okay, Dr. Angel, I'm going to pick your brain on this. How okay. many times do people get out of us a, a marriage, a relationship, whatever, with a very toxic individual, let's say an alcoholic who mm-hmm. is not in not going through treatment and is not sober, etc. And they go and find the same type of person again very quickly. How often does that happen? Do you see that in your practice? And if so, why? First of all, it happens very often. Okay. Um, I don't have a research um, percentage, but it's very common for that to happen. Why? Because we haven't reflected and learned from the experience we had. And so we learn and grow when we reflect and process our experiences. Like, that's how we grow. But when I blame, oh, you're at fault, you're the bad person, you hurt me, you, you, you. Now, you're the problem, so if I get rid of you, You, the problem's gone. And now I can start over and have a fresh start and find someone just like you. Right, so the problem is gone. But the problem is not all one-sided. And so we do have to look at what did I allow? Maybe I allowed people to treat me poorly or speak Mm -hmm. to me, whatever. What I contributed, or maybe I should have walked away from this earlier, or maybe I shouldn't have had engaged in it, or whatever it is. We need to process that and what were the triggers what were the flags what are the you know how did it make you feel like so we can not do this again and again and again and again okay so what i've heard for years from people and as a a counselor of i'm a pastor counselor but don't do that much anymore counseling but but is that i'd say to somebody okay and they're telling me all these awful things are going on why are you still there why are you still in that? Well, I can't be alone. How often is that a problem that causes people to stay or get back into very dysfunctional relationships? 
Uh, very common, and that I don't want to be by myself or I don't want to be alone. Very common when it comes to like romantic relationships. Um, and so they continue dealing, you know, having these problems and they're the victim of it, right? Because it's you, you, you again. And But we're not, so we're on a circular kind of merry-go-round, just kind of going around the same problems and we want it to be different. Like that's the definition of insanity, right? Sure. Doing the same yeah. thing and wanting, you know, different, exo- it's not going to happen that way right. until we do something different. But the person who's sitting there telling you their story and they're emotional about it mm-hmm. because it hurts. Sure. And they've been cheated on, let's say. Let's just pull that out sure. of the air. They've been cheated on. And did you think that whatever happened with this person? Well, yeah, I saw how he acted and around this friend of mine and that friend of mine and da-da-da-da-da. And then I heard that he had done this with da-da-da-da-da, right? Mm-hmm. So you had kind of an awareness going in, yet you went ahead and pursued this relationship and how often is that, that the a scenario lot of times because we want to yes. ignore it and think we can change them or that we're different or it won't happen with us and so we, but that's like lifting us up like i'm so you're not gonna cheat on me just because you did on her or whatever right right and, you know and so often and so i'm gonna kind of go on the other side that the person who was the cheater on the other people they are blaming the people they cheated on. Oh, they didn't love me. They didn't give me what I needed. So this yeah. can't happen now because you're giving me what I need. Oh, and, sure. Yeah. You know, and so we have this kind of thing happening. But mm-hmm. the thing that's happening is causing so much hurt and pain. And then we start building up this anger, this resentment, this unforgiveness. And it's literally toxic to us. Yes, yes. It is. And then, like, going into family of origin issues, like, so when we have, like, our family, family our blood, of origin our, issues. Do you want to explain that to our listeners? So, I mean, <clears throat> yes. When I'm talking about our family origin, it's our blood family, our, you know, our parents, our siblings, our uncles and aunts and where grandparents. Where you came from. So yeah. where you come from. But, you know, some people believe that just because we share some bloodline that I can treat you however I want and you have to you know, keep talking to me and doing for me or whatever it you is. You mean they don't? Because we're family. That's what family <laughs> has to do. You're, you have to for yeah, life. So you have that obligation forever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's wrong with that? Yeah, it's totally not true. Why? Because we people, we have, to, we're the gatekeepers of our lives and our hearts. Gatekeepers of the our gatekeepers. lives. We decide. You're going to have to explain that term to our listeners. I like that term. Do but, you like that? Yeah, gatekeepers. Yeah. No, and I know I'm talking super fast tonight, Boy, too. Because I'm like, are. I'm like You're really talking really fast about, about this. Wow. Give it to us, Dr. Angel. Come on. You, what, gatekeepers? Well, we're the gatekeepers of what? Well, we're the gatekeepers of our hearts, of our emotions, of our mental health. Like, we decide who and what we're going to let into our lives and how much and at what you know, distance and at what, you know, capacity and quantity and quality and all of that. And so when somebody is treating us poorly and we keep letting them in, we're going to keep getting hurt. So we have to make, we want them to do all the changing to stop hurting us. But we have that personal responsibility to say, if I change where this person is in my life, it changes the whole dynamic. They can't continue hurting me. Right. So instead of learned helplessness and being this victim mentality. Learned helplessness. Hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Victims. 
but there's a lot of people that really kind of enjoy that role. Oh, you are so correct because on Because it gives them something to complain about at the family gathering or uh, where's Joe? Well, Joe is rah, 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 and then they just trash him to the whole, uh, the whole family, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. But they, for a moment, people are going, oh, you poor thing. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, he's treating you terrible. And they get the attention. They get the sympathy, right? Sure do. And there's that there's that payoff. We talk a lot about what the payoff is and things. What are what benefit are we getting from a bad situation, so to speak, is what we're meaning. But yep, and they like that attention and that sympathy and that empathy and that compassion. And so we kind of keep that merry go round going in that same direction. But and I hear all constantly, constantly, especially in the counseling room, like this person's doing this to me and I and I have to blah blah you have to do what? Like I had someone, oh, well, my mom calls me constantly and I have to answer her call. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. And I'm like, so, is somebody putting a gun to your head? Because that's really the only time we have to do something like great. Right? Like, <laughs> when we're being forced, right? Our right. life is on the line. And I know it's kind of silly your head. to yeah. say it that way, but let, let's No, that is a up. good example because a lot of times we feel that we have an obligation to answer every call and or whatever. And be on someone's beck and call, whoever exactly. it is, just parent, right. uh, spouse, you, whatever. And she's like, well, I have to. And it, and, it, and it ruined my whole, you know, time at the beauty salon because she just wouldn't stop calling I, and, you know, telling me. And I'm like, well, why don't you just not answer the phone? Right. Well, I, well, I can't do that. Well, why, why not? Can you not do that? And so it just kind of stops there. But that's that learn helplessness, you know. And I had to get a little. I do sometimes get a little graphic when I am describing this concept. But it's literally when we're going to that length. It's we're allowing someone to put us on a leash like a dog, and we are at their beck and call. But we are allowing that to happen. So that hence the term learned. They've learned this behavior. They are helpless to change it because they are somehow bound to that behavior Mm -hmm. because, back to your point a few minutes ago, there is a payoff for that behavior. Sure. Right? And the payoff is something that makes them feel needed. Or good or Get attention from the whole family. Yep, have some. There's something in it. There's always that kind of payoff rum, and I don't use always a lot. You know that about you me. You don't. So. Yeah, you always don't use always very much. I, oh, no, that's right. But that's that. I'm still. So when we talk about personal responsibility and reflecting, when it comes to forgiveness, when someone hurts us, you know, even if you know we have allowed something that opened that door for those things in some area of our life, if it's you know letting not setting our boundaries and not answering that call or keeping them closer when they shouldn't know the details of our life because they're not trustworthy or or whatever it is, we still have a personal responsibility there. And most people want to ignore that and only focus on what this other person's doing to us and how bad they are instead of what can I do to change this? People don't walk into counseling with this situation and say, Dr. Angel, what can I do to change this bad relationship in my life? No, they don't, do they? No, they, they do not. They come in to say, you would not believe what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Right? And Wow. Uh, two or three, four weeks ago, we did a show on personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. And now here we coming back around again because the title today is when to let go let go of what your feelings of resentment anxiety anger anger frustration or to let go of the unforgiveness that you Mm -hmm. might have had or to let go of a relationship 
Because sometimes it is just plain toxic. Yes. I like that term. I like the term toxic because it infers that, okay, if I continue this route, it's poisoning me in some way, right? Yes. And it is hurting my self-esteem or it's hurting my, I don't have any peace at night. I can't get to sleep because I'm trying to figure out what I can do about this toxic situation, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, there, I have a quote and I wanted to find it and, and share it because um, it talks about, you know, sometimes it's, it's more painful to put a relationship back together in our life. I mean, it causes us more damage and then trying to put something back together that doesn't need to be together. And I think I have it right now. Come up, come on, come on. All right. So relationships are like glass. Sometimes it's better to learn to leave them broken than try to hurt yourself putting them back together. And boy, isn't that the truth? Have you ever broken a glass in a picture frame and you think, oh, I can fix that or or, yep. or some some memento is broken, and when you go to pick it up, you cut yourself yep, all up. slices you up a little bit, and it's damaging us. And so, you know, I, I get that That's question. a good quote. Isn't that a good yeah. quote? That's why I really wanted to share it. Because I think you need to share it again in a minute. Okay, go after ahead. the break. You don't forget. I'll wait till after the break, because <laughs> okay. I have to find it back on the where I had it. But the, the long and short of it is I think people start saying forgiveness means I have to keep this relationship together. I think that is a common feeling about what forgiveness is, mm-hmm. is that it has to go back to the way it was before the hurt yes. or the event. Because that's what they think forgiveness looks like. And um, no, that it, that has the relationship status has nothing to do with our ability to forgive them. We can forgive and still stay in relationship or change the dynamic or not have them in our life at all, but still forgive. Okay, those are some interesting options that we're going to talk about here right after the break. But before we do, some of you that are on Facebook and maybe even YouTube can see my shirt. And it (laughs) says Tampa Bay Rays. And on the back, Tommy, it says Go Yard. Because my sister and brother-in-law gave this to me about the... See, I'm going to turn around. See, Tommy? Yeah, yeah, nice. Right? Isn't that nice? So... I don't know about y'all, but I am totally a Rays fan through and through. And you pretty much are, too. Mm-hmm. But I watch them, like, faithfully, right? And I know that. last night was like, oh, I thought they were going to pull it out. And then they didn't right at the end. But, I mean, they're just amazing guys. And we have a great team. And go Rays, guys. This community really needs to support our team. Because they are number one in the American League and have been Yes, they they have been for a while. I mean, they're doing great, guys. And um, I, I'm just excited about that. We named this show Go Yard, which means hitting a home run in life, because that's what we feel like we need to be accomplishing every day, yes, right? Yes, hitting those home runs in exactly. our lives. And, and so that just goes along with the fact that we live in a community with an amazing baseball team, and we should be all very proud of them and support them. And with that said, let's go to break, Tommy. I think we need to do Walking on Sun. Oh, no, I guess we're not doing that. I guess not. Okay. They were the sweetest words I'd ever heard. My heart could barely take it in like water offered to the lips of a tired and thirsty But it amazes me to wake up 
Dr. Angel Falzoni specializes in a variety of therapeutic areas including trauma, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, stress management, self-esteem, interpersonal relationships, ADHD, behavioral addictions, as well as spirituality issues. A Florida native, she holds multiple degrees including a bachelor's in education and philosophy, a master's of arts in professional counseling and marriage and family therapy, and a PhD in psychology. Dr. Angel is also a Florida licensed mental health counselor. She has worked with youth and adolescents for 14 plus years and has worked extensively in women's mental health for the past six years. She has worked in agencies providing mental health services to family and youth at high risk. Dr. Angel is an accomplished psychotherapist who works with children, teens, adults, couples, and families. Dr. Angel has advanced training and experience in working with LGBTQ-specific individuals and issues. Dr. Angel can help you. Just call for an appointment at 727-501-6557 or online at drangelsdevelopment.com. Dr. Angel Falzoni, support for individuals, couples, and families. 727-501-6557. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Talk Radio Network. Why'd you pick that song, Dr. Angel? Tommy and I have not heard that before. So this song is all about forgiveness. Yeah. And it's all about, that's where our healing comes yes. from when when we are hurt. It's not, our healing doesn't, doesn't have to, doesn't always come from the other person asking, you know, and letting me know that they are wrong. It Forgiveness is for me, and it's my healing comes through that, that release of bitterness and anger and all those negative feelings. And then I can live in the open when I've mm-hmm. achieved that, you know, forgiveness. And I that you just hit on something very important because I think a lot of people by the way, welcome back to the second half of Go Yard, and I'll finish my sentence in a moment. <laughs> uh, we're glad you're joining us tonight. Our topic is when to let go. And it has to do with forgiveness and it has to do with 
just moving on, whatever that might look like in whatever situation. So I think a lot of people, Dr. Angel, they get caught up in the expectation and hope that the other person will see that they'll recognize the error of their ways exactly and they'll come basically on bended knee to say i cannot believe i hurt you like that and it's been my personal experience since i've lived a couple years longer than you that that rarely happens that does rarely happen why well because first of all a lot of times when people don't realize that they've hurt us to the degree that we're hurting Mm -hmm. um Second of all, they have people have a hard time seeing what the, their how their actions are impacting other people. So, like, right. unless we're self reflective, right, we're not really looking for what have I done that's caused some could have caused someone else harm, and then asking to you know reconcile that with that person. M- most people aren't in that level. Well, I think one of the reasons they're not is because most people, and this is a very broad statement are very preoccupied with themselves. They are very preoccupied with themselves and their own experience. And so with that being said, we're not they're not considering where their feelings or where their actions have caused someone else harm in some kind of right. way. And um actually there was another quote about that that I read that really kind of frustrated me and I don't know if I can find it that quick. It frustrated you? It did because this is and this is way I think a lot of people here I think I can find it. Um so this I think is how a lot of people at least that come in the counseling and sessions like they feel is people will provoke you until they bring out your ugly side and then play victim when you go there. So people <laughs> Boy, think that, that like yeah. my ugly side doesn't have to show. You can provoke me, but I control my ugly side. All right. Like so they feel like justified in that. So they're not seeking forgiveness because some way you disappointed them, hurt them, let them down, provoke them. And so they just reacted to what you did. And so we have this like web of bad feelings, negative feelings, negative behaviors, and all this bitterness, resentment, anger, frustration, and unforgiveness happening. So it goes back to the blame game. The blame game. Because so often we feel justified because we are blaming that other person for causing us Mm -hmm. to have that temper tantrum. Sure. Because they provoked or did something to initiate it. But at the end of the day, again, back to personal responsibility. It is. It is. Here we are again. And we thought we weren't going on with that. Yes. But really, that is is the goal here because, and this is not something that most people think much about, Dr. Angel. No, they do not. They do not. They don't sit around and go, okay, wow, that was hurtful. What could, wow, what did I do that I could have... How could I have made that situation better? They don't. Right. They call 59 of their closest friends. And will you believe what X did and da 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 and you shouldn't talk to them anymore because they're bad and toxic and they throw out narcissists. I hear everyone's calling everyone narcissistic these days. Have you noticed that? Yes, I have. So and if they get mad at someone. a lot of people don't even know that that it's not what you're observing. But it's not not at all what they think it is, but they want to throw out that. Tell what narcissists are. Well, you know, we will add that into our show next week because I don't, okay. I want to give that justice. All right. But they throw out that, term, oh, they're just a narcissist every time someone hurts our feelings. They, I, or, I, boy, I hear that all the time too. And so that's, that's a way I can project back to you and not have to look at me now. Like, so, you know, we have this culture of 
us, we're, we're, I feel like a lot of times we're very fearful to kind of reflect back in to our own life, our own choices, to take our own power. When it comes to forgiveness, when it comes to this area, we play helpless and we play the victim and we, you know, of course I acted, you know, bad because you provoked me to act bad so now you're the victim because i acted bad no you acted bad you don't have to do that even when you're provoked right we still have choice of how we respond like react versus respond we talked about many shows shows about that many times reacting versus responding Uh, so for the person out there that's saying well you don't know the situations in my life and how this and this one and that thing has happened and this and I always get hurt. Okay. I'm always caught in the middle of the latest family garbage or whatever the case may be. What do you say to those people? Well, you know, I, I use this quote a lot and I know I've said it on the radio a few times, but we do not have to attend every disagreement or <laughs> argument or fight we're invited to. Take yourself you out of the mix. You don't have to attend it? No. But what if you got an engraved invitation? Come to the latest family feud. Take yourself out of the mix. If it's, you know, toxic, if it's negative, it's, it's take a break. It's okay, okay not to engage Okay, how do you do it. that when you're at the family dinner and something erupts and people are, you know, blah, blah, and you find that you are defending your position on something and everybody's going, are you crazy? No, you know, or whatever the case sure. may be. And suddenly you're feeling like you're the victim and you are and you're the, ganged up on. You're ganged up on. What do you say to that? Well, I would stop engaging. I would, you know, we, I'd have to stop the damage and kind of get back a hold of my feelings because that, that feels very overwhelming in oh, the moment. Oh, it feels overwhelming. You want to just strike out. You want to react, right? You want to just go in the moment and go with the feeling and they all deserve whatever it is they get if you, you know, curse them out. I can't tell you how many times I just cursed them out and they all deserved it. But that, no, we have to get back and get a control. So when we're feeling our feelings are getting triggered, it's our job to stop that and maybe remove ourselves altogether. Leave Go outside, take a walk, get in your car and drive, stop it, get collect yourself, and then decide what do I need to address, if anything, or what can I what else can I do to, you know, resolve this in a in a positive and way. And sometimes the best thing to do is to remove yourself remove from the situation because it's when we stay in a heated situation that we react and say things we later Right. Regret. And then it blows into this horrible mess. And, yeah. you know, and that's where having this personal boundaries about our relationships with how we let people, we teach them how to treat us, right? So. Whoa, whoa. You're going to have to, wait a minute, get the bell. See the bell? I see the now bell. Now say that sentence again. We teach people how to treat us. We teach them. We do. Now, some people may be listening to this and going, now, wait a minute. No, I would never treat teach somebody to treat me bad. But we do, even uh, subconsciously. Yeah, by what we allow, mm-hmm. right? So, like, um, if somebody's yelling at you and you're staying engaged in that discussion, you're teaching them it's okay to yell at you or berate you or put you down. Right. You know, and so that we don't think about that's what we're doing. We just are angry about what, you know, being yelled at or berated at or being talked down to, but we're not thinking. But I'm staying in, in, in this moment i'm staying engaged with this um and so we are teaching them that that's okay like you know i know we talked about my boys a lot but my kids always knew that if you raised your voice to me the conversation was over if you used disrespectful words the conversation was over there was no 
keep it going. It was done. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I left the room. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and so they've not raised their voice and yelled at me because that was not it wasn't tolerable. There was nothing that was going to happen. Why is that disrespectful? Well, when first of all, when because we're, this is a common family dynamic it is. in a lot of families. I won't say the fact that you're Italian, but, uh, but uh, you know. We're passionate. Right. I mean, but, I mean, and that's an excuse. That's not. That's not I'm just teasing. Right. We're just teasing with that. But, I mean, a lot of people feel like that's the way our family talks. We just we just talk like this. And we just have a point to make. And, blah, 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 blah. and that's how we talk. And what's wrong with that? Well, I don't know about y'all, but that's not very relaxing. First of all, so it wasn't even relaxing when I just did that. I know your face got super red. Like I could see, like so, what was happening? It raises your blood pressure, your heart rate. Like so, it hits the limbic system, and we've talked a lot about that in our brain. But that's when we kind of start bypassing logic, reason, common sense, and emotional regulation. So now we're having these arguments, fights, discussions loudly. And we're not in a reasonable part of our mind, so it's not going to be reasonable. And so nothing is going to get, nothing can get accomplished as soon as we start raising our voice. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we put the brake on, stop. No, I've always been this way, but you don't have to do it that way. And you're right, I am Italian, and I was raised in an environment <laughs> like that and was told, oh, that's just how we are. But that was not what walked into my, my life does not allow that. That's right. my boundary. So you're, you did not raise your three sons to be that way, and that is not acceptable behavior. And not only did I raise them not to, but I never did that to them either. It goes right. both ways. Right, right. So I believe a lot of people will use family dynamics as an excuse to behave poorly. Mm-hmm. Um. There are pros in our families who know how to get to us. Yes, they do, because they know us very well and intimately. They've known us for a long time. Most of They know, know what hurts. They know, right. They know those things. They know the buttons to push. Right. Mm-hmm. They can call you names. They can call you stupid. They can go, you're just ignorant, or you don't know the truth, or whatever. And for some of us, when we are that is said to us... We react, right? Sure we do, because it it is hurtful, and it it does not, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens, but we need to learn that when we're feeling that way to stop and get out of that situation, not continue in it, and get some reasoning, get some control over ourselves, and then... Think about what what next step needs to happen. Because generally speaking, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not wrong. So I'll just tell you right now. So uh, generally speaking, when we are prodded or poked at, the person, whether it's family member, spouse, or whatever, wants a reaction. They're looking for that because that reaction is power. It's power. Right, you, because as as then you they that, can say to you, "Well, you can't control yourself. What's wrong with you?" Well, but as soon as they get that, they now have control over you. Mm-hmm. How? Explain that. Well, they you go out of control and you release your control to the other person. So now they know how to manipulate your emotions, your feelings, your reactions, your behaviors, and they have that just control. Just like when I was imitating that a minute ago and got red faced, and <clears throat> you know, they. It's people around us, whether you're married to these people or whatever, they know that button that will get you to do that. Oh, yes. And then when you act like that, folks, then they've got something on you. 
Oh, yes, they do. Oh, you're, you're out of control. Are you okay? What's wrong with you? Oh, I'm going to tell you my new favorite one in counseling. And by favorite, I mean it's not my favorite. It's absolutely ridiculously absurd and it annoys me. When they start, now they're taking their phones out and recording yes. the other person. So they can bring it. Oh, look what they've been doing. Like, that's not okay ever. They'll bring that to counseling? Oh, they'll bring it to the counseling. And, like, oh, they're telling gosh. on the other person. A lot in family and marriage. I see this all the time. And I'm like, no, no, no. No, no, no. That doesn't come in here. We're not. That's not okay to ever do to somebody. No. Especially if they don't know that they're being recorded. Exactly. Because they're not paying attention to it because they're so in the moment and angry or whatever that they're just kind of, you know. Well, and they're looking for something to bring into the counseling office so yes. they can ha, 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 ha. Right. You know, and a lot of times when I and I work, especially in any kind of relationship counseling, they're always looking to for the counselor to uh, agree with them and align with them. I'm right. You're wrong kind of thing. And, you know, and I can't tell you how many times I say, exactly. Ooh, look at you. That I is know. It. That's I really, tell them. It's a counseling term. Do you want to explain triangulate? Sure. We, we triangulate in, in a relationship when we allow a third party to intervene in a way that we're trying to get them to take our side. Right. Happens all the time in relationships, families, friends. So, you know, I had a falling out with this friend. Now I'm calling our other mutual friend and letting them know all all the bad things so they can align with me and not like that person too exactly and, and so it causes all kinds of havoc and so when we talk about re- family dynamics and forgiveness there there can be a lot of really deep oh, hurts yeah. in these family Duh. dynamics you're talking about some deep betrayals letting out you know d- you know deep secrets family that can be secrets. embarrassing right. or shameful or and how about the family member that wants to embarrass someone else by saying, if you only knew. Right, exactly. What so and so did. Exactly. That's common. Very common. Or another one I see that is really common is, you know, um, this person now is an adult, you know, and they're. They've made their career and they have a, a decent life. And then everybody wants to keep reminding everyone in their world, oh, they can't really be that good because they've done this, this, and this, and this one, you know, and that's they were a liar or they were a cheater or they were whatever and trying to decredit this person who's worked really hard in their no life. No wonder people move away from their families. That, that's why that <laughs> happens. Yeah. Because, and then family, ha- a lot of family has this unspoken rule that I can do whatever I want. And you have to stay in relationship with me. Yeah. Hence the title, When to Let Go. Hence the title, When to Let Go. Which we can't, don't even have time to get into that aspect of it right now. No. But there are situations where you should let go. Absolutely. There are many situations. Mm-hmm. In fact, we'll probably put I'll probably put a good list together this week. Because oh, there really are a lot of situations when letting go is absolutely appropriate and necessary. Thing. Necessary. Um, let's do that. Let's talk about that in detail next week because I believe that people walk around a lot of times with such guilt if they have stopped talking to their mother, let's yes. say. Uh, your mother, are you kidding? She birthed you. But sometimes there are dynamics people where you need to take a break from your mother. Of course, or whoever, right? Right. And, and you see that, and then you see people put, you know, social media really feeds into this a lot. Um, and then you'll see people post, oh, always be kind to your mother. It's the only one you'll ever have. And when oh, she's yeah. gone, you'll, you know, whatever. But no, not all, you know, sometimes we don't have to be mean to someone and not want us to be mean, but we don't need to be in relationship with people when it's toxic and harmful and and negative when it's hurting us um, to that kind of degree. We have to stop. We have to stop it. 
so I think what we're saying tonight, correct me if I'm wrong, is when I say that, I don't expect you to correct I, me. I know. Right? I got you. Okay. But what we're saying is that there are so many times that a situation merits an action that we seem too timid to do. Correct. Or we feel people guilt us and when we right. try to do that. Oh, how could you not talk to your father, your mother, your sibling, your aunt, your grandma, whoever? Oh, they could die any minute. How will you feel then? And so then it, it, they're trying to project, you know, that guilt and shame onto this person who has been hurt. But the person who caused the problem, let's say, and who is gossiping and lying and whatever, they don't care. No. They don't care. They do not. And so people that are trying to have a decent relationship with the troublemaker, let's call that person, the troublemaker is just sitting over there in a corner kind of laughing about the whole thing in their own way, right? Sure. Not outright laughing, but, right, but like they uh-huh. know what the, they know what's what going they've on. done. Yeah. And they and they know that the person they've offended and hurt is having a hard time with it, and they don't care. No, there's no compassion. That's my experience through the years. And I think somewhere in their minds, a lot of the times, they've justified their action and that other person deserved it Mm -hmm. because of fill in the blank in there. And, you know, when you're talking about perspective, like everything we experience is through our perspective, so it can get very skewed. Mm -hmm. I mean, so we build narratives in our heads of things that may have never really happened or isn't true because – that's just how we are as humans. And so the end of the day, yeah, that happens all the time. Or my favorite one is when this per- family member, we'll stay with families for a second. This family member hurt this other family member tremendously. And then, you know, they might not talk to them. But then all of a sudden, we, we're going to, you know, a week goes by. And now we're talking and nobody ever talked, talked about, about the hurt. That. No. We have ignored it, thrown it under the rug, and we just keep going. And guess what? Down the road, where what comes back up? Another hurt to that degree right and we just compound these Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely yeah i have some of those personal uh, memories of people family members acting out in very violent ways and then everybody goes to dinner three hours later Mm -hmm. and doesn't even talk about the gun that was pulled yep doesn't even discuss the fact that somebody held a gun to somebody's head. Yeah, that's not okay. I, I've lived that. Okay, not to, it wasn't to my head. Right. But I walked into the situation as a young married person and like, really? This is normal behavior? Mm-hmm. You've just held a gun to somebody's head? And now we are three hours later sitting and eating mashed potatoes and fried chicken in a restaurant? And nobody said a word about that. Now we're all talking like nothing ever happened. Yeah. Not okay. I mean, I was traumatized at age 20 over this. I bet you were. I was. And it, it was not one incident either. It was several through the years. And when that happened, I was like, whoa, I've never seen anything like this in my life. I didn't grow up like that. I don't understand this behavior. And yet what happens is the person that is seeing it and like, whoa, this is bizarre, begins to think, well, maybe this is how a lot of people live. Maybe this is their normal. But it's not okay. No. 
No. That's that's the opposite of dealing with something. It's sweeping it under the carpet and let's go have dinner. Exactly. And so many families no and apologies. relationships do this. No, oh, no. no, no, no acknowledgement about the gun no. to the head. And I'm not... I'm not just using that as a metaphor, guys. This actually happened, okay? It, it and and nobody says anything about that. And you drive in silence, and then then it's now silence is broken. Everybody's chit chatting, and everything's fine again. But that's not. But everything and I'm talking isn't about fine. it this many years later, right? And that's that significant. Because it's, it's still significant in me. But the, here's the thing. Everything isn't fine when we're doing that. And it is traumatizing and it is scary and it feels um, it's unpredictable. You feel like you're on eggshells. You don't know what's oh, happening. Eggshells. Yes. Huge Absolutely. Egg and so that yeah. dynamic, you know, is very destructive. And so there's a lot of family dysfunction and yeah. dysfunctional families or dysfunctional family members and people feel guilted through either tradition, culture, religion, to stay in relationship with these toxic family members um, because we share a bloodline or a last name. I had no idea. Of course, guys, we don't plan these shows most of the time. This is another wing it special. We just... You called me and said, let's talk about forgiveness. Yes, and that's, I did. <laughs> that was the extent of the planning for this show. This is the stuff that just pours out of us. And I believe when it does, it's more helpful than if it were planned a lot because we're just talking out of our experience yes. and, and our expertise. Um, wow. Well, I just want to say thank you for sharing because that's a really important, I mean, a significant event for you, but I yeah. think it will help others to hear like this stuff happens and it's not it okay because there are other people going through very similar things just like that. And when you're just newly married and you're young and you know, the future's ahead and everything looks great and then you're traumatized like that yeah. and then that's only the first of many, then it, it yeah, it does something to you. Sure. So we're going to get into more nitty-gritty, I believe, next week on this topic, When Do You Let Go? Yes. Wow. We want to hear from you, and you can put questions or comments right on the Facebook post, and we will try our best to answer them next week, or Dr. Angel will respond to the Facebook post and answer you. Uh, and that's what we want to do. And don't forget to share this go uh, this YouTube video. And uh, so you've got two minutes to wrap up, Dr. Angel. Okay, well, I'm going to go back, and I, I want to close with the definition I started with. Um, what is forgiveness? Psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious, deliberate decision. It's purposeful to release feelings of resentment or vengeance or anger towards a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. Okay. And forgiveness is about you, yeah. not the offender. We're going to get into that more next week. So you got to take take uh, make sure and make a note on your calendar to listen to part two here of Go Yard. Absolutely, we'll have an account. We'll have a good list of when to let what types of relationships we need to let go of. Okay. When to let go. So it's going to be more nitty gritty than even tonight, which was an intro, evidently, to a series. <laughs> yes, how about it was. that? That's how these series are born. Just born. So uh, you've got yeah, you have forty five seconds to wrap up. So I just want to say, like, this is a great time to. I challenge our listeners to take in like what are you what angers what resentment what hurts what are you holding on to start taking inventory of that very good 
Dr. Angel Falzoni can be reached at 727-501-6557 or go to drangelsdevelopment.org. You can even schedule appointments right there. Dot com. Dot com. And, uh, yeah, dot com. And, uh, yes, the practice is growing, and it's not just her anymore. And uh, God is blessing. So we're glad you've joined us tonight on Go Yard. Catch more of these shows. Tell friends about them. And we're going to be right back here, God willing, and the creek don't rise next Thursday night at 6 p.m. This has been Dr. Angel. You know who you are tonight. And Mama Mac bringing you Go Yard. See you next week. Good night. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.